Welcome to the Homeschool Advantage. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today, we will be discussing keeping the wonder in education. And to do that, we have CEO Kate Carlson of Arrows of Wonder Homeschool sharing how we can inspire our children to aspire to move through levels with excitement by empowering them with words of affirmation like little wonders to mighty warriors, giant slayers. What person wouldn't want to be a mighty warrior or a giant slayer? And speaking of those things, over your children is powerful. And all of this comes when you discover your arrows of wonder. Let's get into the podcast. And we'll be right back after we thank our sponsors. With the holidays coming around, there just seems to be more (coughs) coughs, ah, sore throats, and sleepless nights caring for sick kids and spouses, making the holidays not so fun, which is why I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony. I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system. And now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics, and they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase, and with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome. Say hello to everybody. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So excited about this. Me too. Why don't you share with everyone um, a little bit about yourself and what you do? All right. So my name is obviously Kate. I am a mom to five littles among many chickens, ducks, and everything else in between. Um, I did not, I was not homeschooled growing up. Um, My kids didn't even start off homeschooled. We transitioned when my oldest was in first grade. Me, myself, I I think every mom to some capacity or father um, doubts themselves and what they're capable of. Uh, But in reality, homeschooling from the outside view looking in seems like it's going to be way too much. There's too much to figure out. It's too much time, too much planning. And it's not, you know, we, we parent every single day and you have an obstacle, at least I do, <laughs> every single minute, I've got something going on from the toddler all the way up to the 12-year-old. And there's, you're always going to have those days where, yes, it will be tough. Homeschooling, you will have days that are tough, but you have the same thing with parenting. And when you are homeschooling, you're honestly, you're parenting. You're always teaching your kids, whether it's educationally 
or how to deal with emotions or you're always teaching. And I don't think we realize that. Right. And there's such a power behind it, right? Like a power. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. What would you say about like um, parents who think that maybe socialization is is an issue um, in homeschooling? That I would say is the biggest misconception I've heard aside from not being able to handle it. I myself, like I said, I have five that are being homeschooled right now. And they are some of the most, and I know that I'm biased as their mom, but they have critical thinking skills. They um, are confident in who they are. They have certain skill sets that being homeschooled, they're able to advance on that further. I think the misconception honestly is they look different because they're not inside the same box as other kids. They're outside of that box. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, because we are all designed differently. We all have our own gifts. And when my children are able to expand on those gifts every day and have something presented in front of them and really think about it, whether that's as simple as a math problem or something bigger, that constant thinking and imaginative um, like thought, it allows them to become so much more where I don't see that as much in public school. So it's Not to say that public school kids are awkward, but it definitely is. That's the misconception. You're not seeing awkwardness. You're seeing someone that's confident in who they are. And that's unfortunately not as common. It's not. And I, and I can attest to that. I'm, I'm a public school teacher. So don't feel bad saying that (laughs) I I've been in the public school over 21 years. And I, every time I get a homeschool kid uh, who's coming in for that public school experience, the last two years of their uh, schooling. One thing I have noticed about them is that they are very confident. They have great critical thinking skills. They actually think, um, and they have, they're able to communicate, articulate, and the confidence that exudes out of them. A lot of times they, they lead in the class. Like they actually are able to lead the class in a very positive way. So yeah, it's it's true. And I think, you know, that's one of the things we want to be able to. And again, not to say that there aren't some kids in the public school system that aren't like that. We're not saying that we're saying that in in teaching. We want kids to have what the public school system is trying to do, an individualized education plan, which is very hard to do there because I've I it is you can't do it. You know you what can't. I mean? It's just between 36 and 40 kids in a class and how do you individualize all that in even if they give us 90 minutes how can i individualize that in 90 minutes i mean think about that like that's literally a minute or two per kid and then if i teach the whole class it's 100 percent not individualized it's a lecture so with that i mean even differentiating it's just it becomes overwhelming like you know i we get it but in homeschool that's the beauty of it and so you said you started off in the in the public school system you actually started so what made that transition what made that transition to homeschooling so it's a couple different things um my husband and his siblings they were both homeschooled growing up um i will say that their ability to just run out and tackle anything in front of them they are such leaders and confident people I myself don't, don't have as much as that. And whether that's attributed to them being homeschooled and me going to public school, I'm not sure. But um, that was something that I really wanted my kids to have as well. 
Uh, and then the other piece to it was my now 12 year old uh, was in first grade and he was just, so he's on the opposite end of it where he was bored. He was bored in first grade. They kept sending him to other grades because like you just said, they couldn't, there's only so much they can do there. And I totally understand that. But even sending him to the second grade to read and the third grade to read and putting him in the highest levels they could, he was stuck. So the initial reason I pulled him out was because I didn't want him to continue to not um, basically be able to leap forward and leaps and bounds right. and really, really blossom. And then instead sit, a sit in a classroom and be bored, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. Um, so is yeah. that, was that your inspiration for your curriculum? Was that like how, would that spawn from? No, ironically. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> so uh, first it was him that was homeschooled. Two years later, my other little guy entered into the uh, school age range. And I also have a bonus daughter who was going to public school this whole time. So we had like so many variables going on. Um, but we kept switching to all of these different curriculums, whether it was multiple ones in one year or the next year we'd switch to something else. And the hardest part that I kept running into, aside from having multiple books from multiple different companies, was these kids are so different and I can't put them into like the same box of learning. It's just, I can't do that. And as a parent pulling from so many different directions, trying to fix this one problem where I can't continue to just switch companies all over the place in different learning methods. I figured, you know what, I'm going to come up with something that tackles all of the problems I hear from homeschooling parents everywhere and encompass it all into one curriculum, one book that tackles all of those issues. And that's kind of where it spun from there. And I read that on your website, like you, you specifically said that although they have the same um, book or same uh, reading, that you have designed it age by age to be unique for each child. And I was like, really intrigued by that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, yeah. how did you do that? Yeah. So when we were doing these other curriculums and testing other ones out, I noticed this common theme where you have your teacher's guide or your, you know, your book that you're reading from, but somehow you're supposed to be able to read the same lesson from, in my case, a 12 year old all the way down to a five year old and have them all understand what you just read. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, if this is written to the level where my four-year-old can understand it, my 12-year-old is certainly bored right now <laughs> and not being pushed. Right. Um, whereas if it's written to my 12-year-old's understanding, my four-year-old's just way over her head. Right. And that's what we kept running into. So when we were switching around, I was like, "You same thing. You can't put all kids in one box. Right. So having one book that you're reading from, someone's going to be losing out depending on what age range they're in. Um, so with that, I, when I was writing the different, they're all learning about the same thing, but the younger categories are going to have words they understand and, um, analogies that they can relate to at their young ages. Whereas the older groups are going to have more vocabulary in there and different ways of explaining things, stuff they can handle. That is amazing because what came into my mind immediately 
is they're learning the same, like, I guess, phenomenon, you would say the same, the main thing, mm -hmm. but as the younger ones are learning and they have conversation with their older siblings, their older siblings can be like, yeah, and also this, this, and this, and the, and the younger one. So like when the ships rise, they all rise together. So that actually, it fosters like a, 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 like a mentor mentee relationship there where they're really learning from each other. And I mean, that's, that was genius. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be genius, but <laughs> I do appreciate oh, that. That's yeah, fantastic. Just, that was that. And I've talked to so many homeschool parents because when everyone started to switch over to this, yeah, I had so many friends who didn't homeschool. So I was the only friend that did. And when they came to me, it was the same questions over and over again. Sure. I do this. How do I do that? This isn't working. And it just became a common trend that I kept seeing everywhere, even seasoned homeschool parents. Everyone had the same issue. Yes. So I was like, surely there has to be a better way to do this. And that was the first thing that hit me. We, we separate, like if you go online and you're looking for a chapter book, it's going to tell you what ages it's suitable for. Yes. Because you can't read a chapter book written for a 12 year old and expect a kindergartner to understand it. So yes. That was the big draw to styling it that way. Cause I didn't want to separate everybody. I definitely want it to be very family oriented. And like you said, have families be able to have that connection and things to talk about. Um, I mean, our motto was putting the home back in homeschooling. I love it. And that's yeah. so important. I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I saw happen through COVID. I know COVID was a, a negative thing for some, but the, we gotta, we have to champion the things that are good. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to start talking more about the positive things and the positive things where I saw where parents came, the hearts of the fathers were brought back to the children. I saw husbands and wives come together. Yes. Was it a little nitpicky in the beginning? For sure. I mean, like you're talking about a society that was separated for such a long time, all of a sudden, like, you know, packed together in one house, but you want to know what they made it. A lot of them made it. Yes. Some of them didn't, I'm not going to say they didn't, but we can keep like, looking at all the negative we got to start championing the positive so even when the negative happens somebody has it in their mind to say well if that person did it i can do it too right instead of uh -huh. always saying well but this so i love what you're doing putting the home back in homeschool and that's really what, it's, what this is all about in homeschooling is allowing parents to imprint their values on their children and you're doing it so beautifully i loved when I was going through it again, um, I saw some of the titles that you wrote, like the there's your words are so encouraging. I know it comes from a heart of fullness from you. It has to, because no one just picks those words. <laughs> Thank <They're>, you. <laughs> I mean, I was reading it and I got encouraged. I'm like, yeah, I'm a giant slayer. <laughs> you know, it's like, so like, where did the inspiration for those like, oh my gosh. And then like each one is, is like the next one is more powerful than the other. So it's like the child almost wants to like rush through and get to that next level. Like I want to be that too, you know? Exactly. I don't want to be a little wonder. I want to be a mighty, mighty warrior or a giant slayer. <laughs> yes. So where did that come from? How did you like, where that inspiration come from? So I don't know if you know the definition of the word wonder. A lot of people don't. Okay, I do not, tell me now. <laughs> okay. So it is a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected and unfamiliar. So it's, 
it's got a very big meaning that I don't think the majority of people know about. Oh, wow. But when I, so as an adult, I can think back so many times to what it felt like to be a kid. And you know how it's that it's, it's an indescribable feeling. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am. And it's always stood out to me. And there are times as an adult where I'll get these glimpses of what it was like to be as a child. And I'll get that feeling back for a second. And it makes you wonder, when do we ever lose that and why? Oh my God. Because we, we shouldn't lose that. We're, we're called to be like children. So yes. um, that word has just, it's always stuck with me. And as parents, our, our children are like our you know, our arrows, we shield them. And then when they're ready to be sent out into the world, we send them off. Um, but as a parent, it's our job to make sure that that path is as clear and as straight as possible for them. And it. it all just kind of spiraled into being, having the arrows part, but being arrows of wonder, because when we do send our children off, that wonder shouldn't be lost. There are too many kids that don't, and adults, all of us that don't have the amount of wonder in our lives that we should. So that was the big piece of it. But then when I was coming up with the different age ranges, as you'll notice, they're not your normal age ranges. So uh, seven to eight, that technically falls between half of first grade, half of second grade. And I did that on purpose um, because two parts to it. One, I don't ever want a child to have a book in front of them and say, oh, this says ages seven to eight and maybe that, maybe that kid's nine, maybe they're six. I have one child that's a grade ahead. I don't think it should be based on a necessarily an age. So that's when I transitioned to, you know, I'm going to do titles, um, speak those different titles over them, but they all have to do with basically being a warrior of some sort. So little wonders, that's, that's what you are at that age. At five to six years old, everything around you is always full of wonder. I have a five-year-old. She sees beauty in literally everything around her. I love that. that. (laughs) She is my shining little rainbow. If you ask her her favorite color, it's rainbow. Um, (laughs) And then as you move up, you know, they, they gain that wisdom and that courage and that understanding little by little, building up to that final level of giant slayers. And eventually we would love to go beyond that. And I'm going to have to think of an even more powerful title than that, but nonetheless, all the way down from the little wonders to the giant slayers, they're, they're warriors and they have to be warriors in this type of world. And the way to do that is to never lose that wonder. Man, that is so powerful. You've been gifted with, um, <laughs> you. yeah, that's, that's a real gift to be able to really speak into identity in a way that it can be, it, it literally can expand. That's the thing. It's not limited. You're not limiting a child in any which way, shape or form. You're saying you're, as you grow, as you learn, you are becoming and you, and that is going to apply into so many areas in their life. I mean, I have to go back to what you said, like there was just recently in my life, that moment where I said, you know, so I'm faith-based, so I'm just going to speak out without what, like I said, God, where, where did I lose my wonder? And I did say that. I said, I remember waking up and having that feeling of, oh my God, something great is going to happen today. Like yeah. I would wake up just like that. And I'd be like, and I jump out of bed and I'm like, where is it? You know what I mean? Right. But in life, I started, it started like, like 
people would kind of be like, no, oh, that's silly, that's that, you know, and that was because I, of, of my association, right? As I grew up and, you know, in my school system and um, I grew up in the public school system. So I, I, I remember where I had all that wonder and all that excitement, but it was just like, that's dumb. That's not cool. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I want to be cool because you're in an influential age. But imagine if I was surrounded by other children who were also allowed to be young and to be, you know, full of wonder and weren't told, are oh, you talking too much? You're asking too many questions. Please be quiet. Stop. You don't know. You know, you, you need to be care. You need to be quiet for everybody else. You're 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 just too much. Oh, we got to you got to go to the principal because I can't. And that's really the story that a lot of kids have and that wonder is just just shot down you know what i yeah. mean and um but i i love the way your curriculum is just inspiring and just you know i i honestly because i felt so connected to it i can't even imagine that other parents as they're walking through your curriculum with their children aren't themselves remembering and becoming inspired you know what i mean waking up that dead thing yeah back to and life that's, that's exactly the goal and that's that's really i mean i have a little section in the beginning where i kind of give the the testimony behind my why with this and i i can honestly tell you that there are times when i'm writing these lessons because i'm still writing them and i, I have it. no intentions on stopping and there'll be times when i will sit here and i'll i'll get a little bit of brain fog and I'll stop and pray over these lessons because I truthfully want them to be such a blessing and for God to speak right through me into all of these homes and bring back, you mentioned earlier um, how during the pandemic, families were kind of forced to be back home all under one roof. People yes. don't seem to remember that's where we started off. Everyone was under the same roof. Kids sons learned from their fathers, daughters learned from their mothers. Everyone worked together cohesively in one home. Right. And yes, the industrial revolution came along and that changed everything. But just because that changed everything does not mean that that's how we should go forward for the rest of our lives. Right. Change happens all of the time, but if it's not good change, we have to go backwards. Sometimes <laughs> we learn history so we don't repeat ourselves yet that's something we should go back and cut out the part where we completely lost our wonder amongst the whole entire value of family going forward. Right. Because we, we did, we became um, a labor line and we became yeah. another number and we became another Pavlov's dogs where the, where the bell rang and we, we started getting used to what a bell was, you know, right. this is when we stop. This is when we go, this is when we do this. So we became very conditioned Mm -hmm. um and yeah you're you're 100 percent right like that that's really powerful um i i can almost guarantee you probably have have some pretty amazing testimonies mothers and kids must have said and shared i mean i haven't taken your class or your curriculum but i've <laughs> only read it and i'm already inspired i can't imagine going into it and you know completing it like do you have any testimonies or things that really kind of just really warmed your heart in a sense where you you thought in your mind i can like what you just said i can do this forever i don't i don't plan to stop to do this any 
thing you want to share with us? Yeah, so we actually we had the first batch of all of the the homestead unit, which was the most highly sought after unit out of the ones we have currently available. Um, and when those started to arrive at people's homes, I, I'm not great with compliments personally. Um, the person that gets the gift, and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. <laughs> but um, you know, I had this one woman who I told her I'm about to move to her state and become her best friend, um, who sent the kindest review in multiple ways possible, um, saying that she really, really sees my heart through all of this, and she can see it in every single lesson. And that seems to be the same compliment I keep getting. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to go the other way, but like, oh, these lessons are really interesting. But the common feedback is this is totally different than what I've had or anything I've experienced. And I'm so excited to go into this because all I see is your heart in it. And I can't put into words or articulate what that means to me, because like I told you, I, I truthfully prayed so much into this and I, I honest to God mean this. I am not in this for the money, the fame, none of that. I just want families to look like families used to look like. And I want the next generation of kids coming through to be confident and leaders. And again, full of wonder. I know I keep saying that, but there's so much power behind that. And there's honestly, there's even more power behind being with your kids and teaching them every moment. Yes. I mean, the closest that you get. Um, so we just to throw this out there, we start every single lesson off, of course, still, still in the theme of arrows with a sharpening arrows question. Hmm. So just a funny backstory, this started off where when I was homeschooling, I thought of like a random question every day that would get my kids thinking. So sometimes they were funny. Like, um, if you could have the ability to fly or swim underwater, which one would you choose? But then there were other times where it was more serious, like what was the most uh, valuable gift you've ever gotten and why? So they kind of go all over the place. Yeah. But no matter what it was, it got our kids sitting there thinking. Right. And it started off with like, oh, I'll just write a sentence. And then all of a sudden they're writing like paragraphs. And then we started sharing them afterwards. And I was giving my uh, answer as well. Oh. And it became so exciting because we're we're learning about each other. My kids are all thinking like, beyond just the one sentence, all of a sudden they're mad. You could see that wonder and that imagination start to just go and go and go. So when I wrote this curriculum, I'm like, that is how we're starting every day. We're going to start passing these questions on. And my kids help me write them. Oh, (laughs) and all these families are going to start off that way because as silly and insignificant as it may seem to explain, like we have other ones, um, explain a leaf without being able to say green tree or outside. It makes them think. And then when you guys share your answers together, your family's bonding, you're bonding together. And that's how you start your school day. And I don't think there's quite any better way to do that (laughs) than to start your school day with wonder, imagination, and being close like that. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, just bringing family back and just knitting back together the hearts. Oh my gosh. And you know, those, those openers, those are, those are really fantastic. I mean, they're kind of like a little bit like Mad Libs in a, in a, in a different way. Oh my gosh. That's really cool because it, I know 
I've gone to actual workshops to learn how to do that. So you're thinking it's silly. I we've actually at public school, we go to workshops and it's called um, anticipatory sets. So we actually have like a whole lesson that we have to learn on how to do that. That's so and funny. you're just doing it. <laughs> boom, boom. You know, <laughs> so not silly, something actually we we've all we have to learn. So it comes naturally for some people, <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> As we wrap this up, what's the one thing that you want parents? What do you want them to stay thinking about? Oh, man, I know that I keep saying the word wonder, but <laughs> I want, okay, so it's going to be multiple parts here, but the the biggest thing I would say is I want a parent to feel re-empowered and confident in their ability to be a parent that teaches literally everything and anything possible that relates to our kids. I think we, with losing that wonder as we grow older, I think that we also become accustomed to having other people raise our kids, not even necessarily intentionally, but we rely on so many other people to instill values in our kids and teach them. And that's what society has told us to do. Mm -hmm. So I would say the biggest thing is, is I want parents to walk away from this and feel encouraged. And I I want them to feel like a giant slayer. I want them to be able to just tackle this full force and not fear homeschool and just have so much confidence to the point where just like you said, and this was definitely one of my goals behind it, where they have that same wonder sparking within them and they can become more like a child, which seems so backwards with what society tells us, but more like a child go outside. And I don't, I'm 34. I still jump on the trampoline with my kids. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm quite sure neighbors pass by and think I'm crazy, but there is something significant to being a child and having that wonder in you. There really, really is. I love that. I love that. All right. So what is the call to action? Where can they find you? Okay. So our website, not to be confused with other ones, is www.arrowsofwonderhomeschool.com. That is where you're able to shop, learn more about us. There are samples on the site of the different levels. Um, We also obviously have our Facebook. I will say that I am the one that answers all of the messages and emails. And I try to be on there no matter what time of day it is. Cause I understand there's other people on the coast, but, um, I, I don't want anyone to think they're ever bothering me because I am so incredibly happy <laughs> to have anyone that messages us. This is, this is my goal behind all of it is just to help. I just want to help. Um, so that's, the, that is the best way to get a hold of us on either platform. Awesome. Uh, or our website. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.